Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Driven for Purpose podcast. My name is Amanda Bickham, and I'm actually recording live with a sister who I appreciate and adore and respect so much, a sister who has had a very similar journey to me. We actually met in Nicaragua about three years ago, and we've been following each other's journeys, cheering each other on, supporting each other as we both show up and support the world. And this dear sister of mine does incredible work with primarily women. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and work around the energetics and healing the body and understanding how lots of intuitive wisdom and intuition comes through her as she creates bigger pa- bigger channels for people to be able to tap into their own ability to heal and align their lives. So for those of you who don't know, this is the gorgeous goddess, Miss Sarah Prophet. How are you doing today? Oh my God. So good. After that introduction, I got to like take <laughs> that out. Like, <laughs> Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Well, why don't you share a little bit more from your own personal um, perspective of what you're doing and how you're supporting people, giving the audience who don't yet know you, although I know a lot of my audience do because we've done a lot of stuff together. But why don't you share a little bit with those who are listening, a little bit of your background and what you're doing and maybe even a little bit of background and kind of where you've come from. Yeah. So right now what I'm doing and what I've been doing for, um, probably, I don't know, a decade is helping people transform. And like through these various forms of practice, like we kind of previously, we were just discussing about, um, you know, maybe it starts with health and like helping people transform through food and eating and diet or fitness. And then evolving that into something even greater. Like you're like, Oh wait, there's more. And there's, there's spirituality part. And then there's this like mental, and then there's all these other connections And I think through the past decade, I've kind of flown through all of that. And now I'm in this space of, okay, it's actually all of that. It's not just Mm. one thing of transforming or being this particular identity, but it's a matter of there's all these pieces in everybody's life. And so it's mastering how to transform through each piece rather than we're not just one whole. And I think that that's mm-hmm. like this whole like conscious thing. We all, everybody is trying to get to wholeness and like oneness. And I don't know if I buy into that anymore because there's so many faucets of us. And so how can we be just one? I don't know. So now that that's kind of like playing in my realm lately of like when I go in and speak to people and transform, like, hey, you have permission not to be just one person. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of something that's been in play for a little while now. Mm, yeah wow that's so good and this is really you know one of the reasons why we wanted to start this call was we have both transformed so much you know you and I where we met three years ago compared to where we are and what we're speaking into now is quite different and the way that we're showing up in the world and the way that we're supporting people in the world it's all integrated right it's all a part Mm. of 
the expansion and yet it is also quite different and so when Sarah and I met about three years ago we were both heavily identified to the um, nutritionist who doesn't eat gluten who doesn't do this and that and only only has organic and never eats anything packaged and processed and um, does everything you can by yourself and was oh so on point with your yoga practice and that was like the bible going to the mat and doing the practice and I think both you and I had lived that lifestyle for um, quite some time and it helped us it supported us I mean we came from environments where we were drinking and going out and and not conscious and not connected and didn't care about what we put into our bodies and didn't have an idea of how that was affecting us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically. And at least I can speak for me, finding the path of yoga, and then from that space, finding the understanding and the connection of how food really, really affects my body and my well-being and my mental, physical, and emotional health. Um, all of that made a very big difference in who I am today and all the topics that I can speak on today. And I have a feeling it did for you too, because I know we've talked about this, but do you want to maybe share with the audience a little bit about your journey into those um, parts of your life and parts of your identity and both how it supported you and maybe how it kind of kept you stuck into the next stage of your evolution? Yeah. So, you know, growing up as a kid, right? Like I think we both played sports as kids. And so you've got this like pretty strict discipline. Um, that you're taught, not necessarily with nutrition, I would say, but definitely with exercise and you got to go to practice and lift weights and run and, you know, conditioning and there's all these things. Right. And so as you grow as an adult, you realize, okay, discipline gets me somewhere mm -hmm. because I can go from point A to point B to point C and I can see some clear path. And like, I know discipline changes me. And so I think that for me, I brought that into, okay, food, like I saw massive changes when I shifted my diet, but mm -hmm. I also got really depressed. And so mm -hmm. I, that was one thing I could never get over. Even with the diet shifts, there was like always like one little piece off. And I, and then it would kind of like, I think it would take you where I was so disciplined in one area the other area, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't be disciplined in it, My mind was like, we've got to be free somewhere. And I think yeah. that's in, in just speaking on food is like, that is where that big diet culture comes from and why people make so much money because you cannot strip stick to a very, very strict diet for a long period of time. Majority yeah. of people don't. Yeah. Um, it requires such an incredible amount of discipline. And while there might be some people that are really motivated that way, I think the majority of the world isn't because it's such a masculine trait, right? Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and but I do find there's like a piece of discipline that you need in all areas. Yes. yes. Right. And it's about the balance. And I think that, I mean, I can say for myself, um, it, I, I was talking, I talked to a lot of high achievers, right. And oftentimes, what I see is we end up talking about the pendulum swing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we're on one side of the pendulum and we're like, fuck this. This is not where I want to be. And then we swing hella hard to the other side and we're like, yes, this is my identity. This is what I want to be. This is how this is helping me. And it does. It helps you overcome all the things that were on, off on the other side of the pendulum. But really, eventually, we're like, okay, wait, this is just another dogma that I'm following. And this is just another restriction and constriction that I'm following. And the truth is, is as you said, like, it's really not viable long-term. It's really, it creates this constriction and this contraction. And 
in order to be this conscious, evolving, ever expanding, like, you know, unit of freedom, which is truly our, our, our truest nature, we can't just continue to stick from one identity to the next, to the next, to the next, because we're always going to be swinging in that pendulum, regardless of if you really identify as a yogi, or you really identify as a um, vegan, or you really identify as a Catholic or whatever it is, right? Um, oftentimes, I feel when we heavily identify with something, it's almost like a, kind of in a way of like a crisis of like wanting to belong and wanting to mm. feel like there's something that you can ground down into that gives you, you know, safety, purpose, community, connection, whatever it is that you desire. And um, ultimately, I feel like where we're really expanding is realizing that we're both none of that and all of that. And the more that we can embody that frequency of like, yes, I can exist in this realm. And just because I exist in this realm doesn't mean that it's exclusive and I can't exist in the other realm. And in fact, I, as we know, in quantum physics, we're existing in parallel universes right now, right here all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I like full heartedly agree with that, of that humassive pendulum swing. And I know when I work with clients, I tell them all the time, like, hey, we're just trying to get your pendulum to not swing so high. It's mm -hmm. always going to be going back and forth. Like we're never going to, we, cause we're, we're constantly mute, moving, right? Mm -hmm. We're always moving and transforming and, and being a different person, right? As we grow older, even like if yep. that's the only factor we want to know, but as we go in and out of relationships and jobs and right, we're always transforming. That's inevitable. But can we make the pendulum not swing so high to have mm -hmm. these massive highs and massive lows that are, that is the contributor of stress right? Like not really yes. knowing. And I think the, it's so funny you mentioned like identifying as a yogi or identifying as this, whatever it is that your path is, but realizing what, who is identifying you? Are you identifying mm. as a yogi or are you looking at everybody else's perception of what that person should be? And I think that's mm. where the restrictions are and where the discipline is, is I'm living off of somebody else's rules of what they believe to be this identity, not what I believe. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think that that's something that is a big factor of like, I know both of us are, we work in our own businesses. We are disciplined. We have to be There's We have meetings, we have deadlines, we have people we're coming in contact with. Like we can't just say today, I'm just not in alignment for these three calls that I have planned. Like, it's just, that's not like, you can't run a business like that, right? Like, yeah. let alone, you can kind of flow with your life, but it, when you're running a business, there's gotta be some form of discipline. Mm. So for me, it's about putting on a different hat, like on a different identity. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm not gonna, I don't wanna flow this massive amount of discipline I have for my business or whatever into like the bedroom per se, or yeah. into... Yeah. You know, right? Like you want to be able to flow in certain areas while restraining or kind of being like, um, you know, I guess a little bit more in line with your pendulum and not swinging so far. And I think that this is really like, I know you and I will talk about it and I've had a lot of shows about this is understanding the masculine and the feminine energies, right? And realizing that with this rise of the feminine, great, we're all tapping into understanding that less structure actually creates more expansion. 
You need structure, mm-hmm. however, in order to feel safe that you have a root that's grounded to this earth. Because if we, I mean, I think especially in the spiritual world or the conscious communities, we've all met those people who are super airy fairy and like, they're like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to do this and go there and the Palladians and, you know, and it's just like, okay, but where are you? How are you actually showing up in this physical world? How are you mm-hmm. actually contributing and showing up and, and giving your gifts or like how, where is your groundedness in this reality? Because the truth is, is that we are in this reality that we are in a structure called the human body, that we need structures called housing and and things of that nature in order to keep us in this third dimensional reality. But what's really important is understanding what is the balance between being disciplined and being focused and allowing the flow of life to come in. Because I remember, just to take it back to the nutrition, like, yes, I had, I was dealing with some physical issues. I had skin-based mm. issues, which were gut-based issues. And ultimately, when I really look back on it, I think that I was so hyper-vigilant when I started learning about nutrition and like, it was helping me, but then I became so hyper-vigilant and I became so strict and I wasn't gluten-free and I didn't eat this and I didn't eat that. And if it was soy, I couldn't do that. And it was a GMO. And what kind of water did you use? And like all of, I, I knew so much that I became hyper-vigilant and very constricted and worry. And it was more stressful. I remember I would go out mm. to a potluck and I remember being like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to be able to eat anything that anyone brings because I can't have this, that, and the other. And I really, and now knowing what I know more about the holistic principle, because mm. yes, I went to school for nutrition. I was a holistic nutritionist. I learned all of the things, but understanding more, which I know is the world that you work in and I work in even more is like, the holistic aspect, the energetic principles, the frequency, like the frequency that stress has on your body and the hypervigilant of like being a vegan and only eating certain foods that are made in this way or, or bought from this person or whatever. It's like the amount of stress that that puts on someone's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and energetic well-being is just as damaging, I feel, if not more damaging than someone who has a very open mindset, not worried about things, takes care of themselves, but is not hypervigilant and worried about every single thing that they're coming into contact, whether it's on their skin or in their body or in the environment. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And and like you said, like when you're going through something like uh, that's battling your body, your physical body, because I went through the same, I've had autoimmune issues and it's like, you got to figure out what is going on. And mm. honestly, the like after all the research I have done with nutrition and all of the things, the number one factor to autoimmune flare-ups is stress. Yeah. Self-attacking the number self. one. Fa- <laughs> yeah. Like inflammation <laughs> is stress. Like yes, yeah. foods contribute. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the way that you exercise and move your body, it contributes, but like the number one thing is stress. And I think that, you know, worrying about food so much, worrying about, um, you know, if even further into like worrying about what other people think of you, if you are sick or worried about what other people think of you when you're creating an identity, whatever it is, that is the thing that is going to push you away from whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. As just stress and, you know, being hypervigilant, there is a time and place for that. Like if you're very sick, you're in the hospital, you need to know what right questions to yes. ask. You need to know how, like there are situations you're in a lawyer's office because you're getting sued or something. You need to know <laughs> what's going on like, yeah. and yeah. be disciplined and strict in those moments. But 
like we said, it's being able to flow out out of the moments and not take that identity with you. 100%. And I think that like, I feel that we're often in a society where we are so desperately craving depth, intimacy, connection, not only with a romantic partner, but with our communities. I mean, you go on a public transport and everybody's on their phone or you go out to dinner and people are on their phones and the types of quality of connections. I mean, people in their 20s, 30s, even 40s, if you're single, where do you go? You go to the bars primarily. Typically, you want to have depths, deep conversations and connections. I mean, even people who are working in corporate offices or, you know, we work in boxes, we live in boxes, we travel in boxes, we go to our micro communities, which is inside our homes. We hardly ever talk to our neighbors. Most people, you know, there's just so, I think so many of us are, are desperately craving for connection, even though we might not know that that's what we're craving for. And therefore the identity that gives us permission to be like others, where we can share similar ideas and patterns and habits of living actually is like a big contributing factor to, um, you know, to our, our, our desperate desperation. I really feel like unconscious desperation for depth of connection and intimacy. And I think it's really important. Like if I, I had a show about this, I think it was, it was maybe um, aired last week on the stages of conscious evolution. And the show is basically, I used to talk a lot about the physical body. I used to talk a lot about the, the health and the physical fitness of the body. Those things are important. Yes. And when you go from unconscious, not being conscious about what you're putting into your body, how you're spending your time, you're still drinking alcohol, you're still eating Cheetos, all these things going on some sort of a path of alignment when you're aligning your lifestyle, the way you work and move your body and how you, what you put into your body is pivotal in order for you to begin to evolve into mm-hmm. the next stage of your evolution, which is then realizing that, yes, what I put into my physical body affects my mental, emotional, and physical body. And actually, now that I've gained consciousness and awareness, I can actually, my thoughts, are the next thing that have the bigger vibrational pull. And this is something that you and I talked about um, when we decided to do this call is how much more our vibrational alignment and thought patterns Mm -hmm. actually play a role in our physical, mental, and emotional well-being than the food that we put in it. Because you and I went from like being super strict in everything and having a lot of health issues to mm-hmm. moving through that and now being a lot more loose. And it's like, Hey, if I want to go out and I want to have the, the thing with gluten or the, the ice cream or whatever it is, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm going to have it. And I don't have any of the effects that I would have mm-hmm. had once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. And you know, that is what it is. It's like knowing that the energy of the inner it's not yes it's the food because look your thoughts are going to be really shitty when you're eating shitty food Mm -hmm. it's just it is what it is like if you're eating processed food all day long it's really difficult for you to rein in your thoughts can you of course like we've seen it there's people that do it all the time but i think for the majority of people eating crappy food it really leads to crappy thoughts and so that's why changing the food is really important and i think you know going through we both have done, and I still do often, probably once every four to five months, a detox where I just am like, yeah. hey, I'm going to give my physical body a break. But yeah. guess what? Yeah. I do it mentally. I do it emotionally. Yeah. Like I do it spiritually. I do all of those detoxes as well. So, But we don't necessarily always talk about all those detoxes 
we talk a lot about the physical detox we change our diet we do you know all the things right but it's important for us to also detox the rest of our bodies because that is where the energy is held the energy is held in whatever toxicity you have and all the rest and most of the time it's in our mind in our brain in our thoughts yeah yeah and toxic thoughts contribute to toxic vibrations and I think going back to what you just said about like, you know, if you eat crappy processed foods, like you're going to feel crappy, you're going to have crappy thoughts. It's like, okay, let's think about energetics because if we're moving beyond like the knowledge base, so we have the knowledge based realm, which is what we are conditioned to believe to be true. You need to go do these things and you'll be successful and you have these goals and you get the good job and you have the house and you have the mortgage and you have the kids and you have a wife and happy wife, happy life and all these stories and programs that we've been thought and conditioned to believe to be true based upon the external. This is all knowledge based, but then you move beyond the knowledge base and you move into the vibrational energetic base, which is when we're getting into the quantum field. And I know both you and I are huge Joe Dispenza fans. And I mean, if you guys, if nobody knows about Joe Dispenza or if you know about him, but haven't really researched him or bought in a book or a meditation or looked him up at least on YouTube, please go do yourself mm. a favor and do that. It's, it's the work that he's doing in the world is literally changing everything we know about even science and about what we can Mm -hmm. and cannot do in diseases. And so what happens is like, if you're eating foods and things, um, without intention, right, you don't have the intention of, I want to treat my body well, or I want to like eat things that make me feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically. And you're just being an unconscious consumer consuming Mm -hmm. unconscious food, which is dead, highly processed, only really about money, which a lot of these high, like, you know, anything, whether you're talking about Tyson chicken, or you're talking about the snack food bar, you know, Nutrigain grain snack food bar, a lot of these big companies only care about their bottom line, which is why when you look at the ingredients, it's the cheapest, most, you know, highly processed food. That's why Mm -hmm. gluten is in almost everything because it's genetically modified, available everywhere, and a great filler. So it's like, if you're just thinking even about the consciousness of food, then you have the ability to really tune into this higher vibrational alignment of like, am I really nourishing myself Mm -hmm. in the ways that are supporting me physically, mentally, emotionally, and vibrationally? And I think when people start to drop into that level of consciousness, I mean, you and I, if there's something that we really want, like if there's some sort of a packaged food and it has some gluten in it and we really want it, then like we'll eat it. But that's not what we go for. That's not, it's it's not like, oh yeah, we healed our body. So I'm just going to eat Oreos every day. And like, and there are people who don't have any conscious awareness around like the badness of food and they, you know, what's in the food and they do fine. But I think as you, as you continue to evolve, it's like you become so much more in alignment with how you want to treat your body and the vibration of different energies that are both in your circle, meaning in your friend circle, in your Mm -hmm. family unit, in your work unit, and in your, in your body and your products, like these, the things that don't hold the highest vibrational alignment will therefore not be in your life. And if they come into your sphere, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think too, like even going deeper, what I like to say is like mixed vibrations is with people, with things, with, it doesn't matter with food, especially if you look at a packaged food, how many people's vibration and energy Mm. is in that product. I mean, Mm. most packaged food have an ingredient list of over 10. Then you've got the material that it was packaged in, the plant that it was packaged in, 
where it was produced. Now it's going to be shipped. Now it's going to be, I mean, there's literally thousands of people who have touched this product. You go straight to a farmer, you pick up a cucumber and maybe him and some (laughs) other dude that touched the cucumber. Like you got it. You got to think about that, but it's not just with food, right? It's with your partners. Like if you have a partner that is not regularly like cleansing themselves, like either taking time out for themselves and physically and mentally and emotionally, and they're with multiple partners, you better be hoping that those partners are also all like on the same vibration that you want to be on. Cause guess what? You're going to be having that energy too. the same in your workspace and your circle. Yeah. If you work with a bunch of people and the only thing you can think of is, man, they're all lazy. Like they never do the work done. You got to look at yourself too and say, yes, I'm obviously attracting this vibration yes. and yes. in this energetic realm. And so it's like what I like to call mixed energies of like, I think it happens a lot when you're in the middle of a transformation or like an up level or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is that you realize the people are around you are from this past vibration or energy or old yes. identity, yes. basically what it is. Now you've got to shift and you've got to be willing to say that was me and that's okay. Yes. And I think like, that's the thing about discipline. Now you've got to be disciplined enough to say, I'm not going back to that old identity because it doesn't align with the vibration where I'm trying to go. And that's yes. food. Is this food aligning with the vibration that you want to go? Is your partner, is your job, is all of the, the type of exercise you do. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is fucking energy. Yes, yes, yes. And this is so beautiful. I was talking just the other day with a girlfriend of mine about grief. And I did a grief ceremony. I think you might've seen it. Um, I did a grief ceremony on, and I recorded a little bit of it on my on my Instagram story. And, you know, we have this idea that grief is bad, that when you, when you're experiencing grief, you're experiencing a loss of someone or something, whether it's a death of a relationship or a death of a person that you loved. But in my reality, grief is a celebration. And what I did the other day about grief was I was like, damn, there are so many identities and past parts of myself that I am Mm. no longer that I am no, like, but they, wow, Amanda, the San Francisco yoga teacher who was like super identified with being a yogi, like she fucking rocked. She was badass. And if it wasn't for her truly identifying and holding that polarity, like I wouldn't have been the person that I am today, knowing that I don't need to be something or identify to something in order to be my highest vibration and expansion of myself. In fact, if I keep myself in that label or in that box as the vegan or the this or the that, I'm actually preventing myself from fully expanding mm-hmm. into my unlimited potential. And so for anyone who's listening, I think both you and I work a lot with clients who are ready to transform. And when I look back at my own self of my gut health issues, AKA my skin health issues and what, however else it ended up manifesting, which all dis-ease really comes from the gut, right? It doesn't matter if you're dealing with mental, emotional disease, autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. skin disease, whatever it is, or, or gut-based symptoms. I'm like, okay, it comes from the gut. For me, it was a gut feeling that how I was living and showing up in my life was no longer aligning with my highest vibration. And so many clients I've walked through, it's like, there's this gut feeling that something's not right. They can't quite pinpoint it, but they stay in fear and and in their container of comfort because it's what they're used to. And it's what everybody else is doing. And they don't have the tools or knowledge or um, ability in and of themselves to tether up and get themselves out of it so that they can align with the highest versions of themselves, which inevitably will bring them better relationships, more abundance, more time, more, you know, joy, zest, vitality, whatever it is. Yeah. Pleasure, of course. And life. Yeah. Like releasing these 
old identity. You know, I've done that too, as far as grief ceremonies with releasing um, identities and releasing past selves. And um, I'm not sure if I shared it over uh, social media. I may have, I don't remember, but it was like a video of me saying goodbye to my past self. And it's a really, really powerful video of me. And I just, the reason why I say that is because it's a practice that I encourage everybody to do. And there's so many different ways to release, you know, grief for other people, but we don't often talk about the person that we were in the past and in releasing 100%. that identity. And I think that we need, that needs to be celebrated. And sometimes celebrating that, like for me in the video, I was saying like, I want to say goodbye. Like I really enjoyed our time together. I wouldn't be the person mm. I am without you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love mm. you, but mm. this is a goodbye. Like I'm not going to see mm. you again. And like even saying that again and like feeling how I was feeling when I was making that video, like it brings stuff up because yes. it's so powerful. And I can go and look back at that video and say like, hey, remember, remember when you said you were going to give up these behaviors, these habits, yes. this old yes. identity. Do you remember that? Because feel yeah. into this energy because you let it go. You decided you made a choice. Yes. And it's not saying that you, you can't go back. Like, of course, yes. you can do whatever the fuck you want. But if it's something yeah. that wasn't serving you you got to really say, why am I tapping into this low vibration again? What, where, yes. what are my eating habits? Am I going yep. back to old eating habits? Like that yep. don't serve me or my thought patterns, what is going yeah. on? And so, um, yeah, I love that. I do that all the time. Grief ceremony. It's like just for old identities, past selves, relationships, like mm -hmm. even if it's just a, a brief partnership over the yes. internet of like something yeah. like, we've got to remember this was a part of our time and like energy exchange. We exchanged yeah. energy. Yeah. And I, yeah, I totally, yeah. It's so beautiful. And I think that this is why it's so powerful. Like uh, a big part of, of transformation, right. Is being held accountable. Like, being able first to witness yourself, right? Like we cannot, I know coaches have coaches. I know you have a coaches, coach or coaches at any given time. I also have coach or coaches in any different time because it is, it is very challenging to think that we as an individual can be the, um, the expanded state of awareness that we desire to become. We are that yes in our on our highest vibrational frequency, but we are limited by our our consciousness in this current space time dynamic and continuum. And only when we begin to see people who are doing things that we desire or who are at a certain level of vibrational fit fit frequency, whether it's in their abundance mindset, their health mindset, their mentality mindset, their lifestyle mindset, their relationship mindset, it's so 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 important to realize that we are all a part of the same collective soup, that we all have the same vibrational potential to reach any given person um, status in anything. And we don't have to do it alone. And if somebody, I call this tethering up, it's like if someone is operating at a vibration that you see and feel and are aligned with, and you know that you are not yet there, go get that vibrational support from them because chances are they have tools, they have resources, they have pieces to the puzzle that will help you transform and help you see parts of yourself and hold you accountable. So it's like when you show up for your coach, if you haven't gotten something done, there's a limiting belief that's underlying why that action hasn't come through. And yeah, you could sit here and try to figure it out for hours or even days or weeks or months. But oftentimes what, why or where you are is because 
these stories or, or beliefs about um, limiting beliefs about yourself and these patterns continue to perpetuate in your everyday life. And so allowing space to be held for you, for someone to witness you, to see you in your divinity, to hold you in compassion, to help you hold yourself in compassion, I really believe is one of the best benefits of being in a culture that Mm -hmm. I think that we're seeing more and more today of leaders who are taking their own lead, doing their own inner work. Yes, they have teachers and mentors and guides and gurus and all of these different people, but instead of following a system or a structure or putting their faith in a system or structure outside themselves, they're starting to look within and say, what's going on in myself that's creating this part of my reality? And what can I do in order to choose something different? And I think that that's really where we're moving as a conscious collective. And that's why we have so many healers, mentors, guides, and coaches who are leading the way in a way that we haven't had for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah, I told, I really, really, um, I like this part of the conversation because, you know, if we look back into like the Renaissance age and things like that, like before, um, kind of where we have, um, different painters and philosophers coming in, like they always had students yeah, and they were always mentors and teachers and they always had students and we moved away from that. And, you know, and I think like in the 18th, 19th century, like when we we're moving into more the industrialized age of where like you learn a task and you're going to do this task for your whole fucking life. And mm-hmm. so I think that because we have, we are now moving into this, like more art now and more like yeah. people getting into philosophy, like now we need people to step up to say like, Hey, I'm in this vibration. Like, do you want to get into this now? And that's, I think yes. that oftentimes when people go and say to a coach, they're like, yeah, I want to get in that vibration. And that awkward period or that odd period where they're like, okay, I no longer align with this person because now I'm, I'm going to go to a different vibration. I think people get scared of that. What if I'm mm-hmm. working with someone I no longer align? And that, that's your path. That's how it's supposed to be. And I think that yeah. just remembering that, that you're not supposed to be working with someone for the rest of your life. Yes, you're supposed yes. to be working with them until you guys connect on that same vibration. And then hopefully you guys are connected enough to say, hey, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to now master yeah. something else, master a different part of you. And I think that that's, I think that that's where we're having this odd culture shift of people not quite wanting to be in the coaching realm or healing realm or not having faith because we have been in a system for so long, medical system, all of those things. Like you're going to come back here every single year. You're going to get the same pill. Like you're going to have to be on this pill for the rest of your life. When can I get off? We don't know. And like that has, I think, instilled this fear into people of like, that's not what true like coaching and healing is about. It's about or people that wanting for you to transform and they want you to do it as quickly as possible. And I think that that is so odd that that kind of flow, even though we have experienced this as humans, you know, a couple centuries ago and because we, they wanted us to be programmed to just do the same task forever. Now we're deprogramming ourselves. You've got to remember, like you've got to read history books. You've got to look back at the past. And I think people forget and they don't, want to do the research and the study of like old ancient texts. And I know we both have dove deep into those areas. And the reason why I'm saying this is because 
this really goes into those identities and those shifts of mm. like, hey, remember these these pieces and behaviors have been around forever. Yeah. How do you want to evolve? How do you want to transform? Yeah. 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 100%. And I think for anyone who's out there listening, um, you know, an invitation or anything just to, I mean, Sarah and I wanted to come on and, and talk about this because we've had huge, huge, huge transformational journeys. I mean, I met her, she was living in Nicaragua, like talking about, like she's had a journey in and of herself. Her story is fascinating, like just understanding the very, very basic human needs of having to get the water from your well every day and lug it up to your house just to have fresh water. Um, which was an, an incredibly empowering journey for you and understanding like the, the power of A, connecting to the earth and B, um, really not taking for granted what so many of us in the Western world take for granted to now living and operating your business back in amazing St. Augustine, um, which is a beautiful place in and of itself in Florida. To me, um, living over here in Bali and, and, and creating the, we're both creating the realities that we desire and the realities mm -hmm. that four years ago, three or four years ago, we didn't realize that this was our reality that we desired and we never would have imagined it to be this way. And so I think that one of the reasons why this was inspired to come through is to give anyone who's listening here a, a snapshot, a zoom out of what's been alive in our fields, what's been happening for us and, and the changes that we've taken and the paths that we've taken on and how none of it was wrong and none of it was bad and all of it was necessary for us to be able to be where we are and wherever you are at, like this is an opportunity for you, an invitation for you to look at where you're at and hear this, this, this audio and reflect like, where am I on my vibrational path? Where mm -hmm. am I stuck? Where am I expanding? When I'm looking at my, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where am I at on the schedule? What am I ready to transform? Am I working with physical illness? Okay. Well, this sucks. I don't want to be physically ill forever. What do I need to do? Or who do I need to ask support from? Or how do I need to shift my vibration so I can shift out of this? Or if you're stuck in the financial realm, it's like, okay, so these are, or if you're stuck in the lifestyle of like, I'm going to my 95 and I fucking hate it. And I'm in a relationship that's super boring and I'm afraid because I have no idea how to get out of it. And, I, and even thinking about getting out of it is daunting or whatever level you're at. It's perfect. It's divine. And this is the perfect opportunity mm -hmm. for you to ask yourself, am I living my best life? in what areas am I and what areas am I not? And what do I need to do in order to take responsibility and shift that? Yeah. And I think too, just in just really incorporating that of just giving yourself permission to really feel into what it is that's true for you. And something that's been coming up for me, what is the fucking guy's name? I think it's Todd Harding, Todd Harden. I don't know, but he's really into creating alter egos and shifting into a new mm -hmm. identity that way. And so I would encourage people as they're kind of going into what is my best life? Like, what does that even mean? What do I even, and once you figure it out, right, you can dig deep, however you're going to dig deep through a coach, through a mentor, through a healer, like whatever, a, what a journaling, whatever way you decide you dig deep and you, you pick a new identity. You're like, this is who I want to be. Yes. I want to be this person. That is where it's the hardest part because it's not amount. Most people know what they want. They're pretty clear on, hey, this relationship sucks, like, or I'm in a really financial, like, shitty place. Like, 
Okay. Figure out what you want. And now in order to shift that, create a new identity and create yeah. it as something that's fake at first that yeah. you just step into. Like if you want to dress up, you know, if like wonder woman is the thing that's going to make you like, I don't know, whatever it is, like dress up as wonder woman and embrace her and embrace what it is that she stands for you. Or if it's your mm -hmm. grandmother, like getting something that is, you know, a replica, repli like a replica of her or something that reminds you of like her own power and embrace somebody else's identity until you create your own. And I think yeah, that that sounds a little bit weird, but I think that if you've looked through all of your life, even as a kid, maybe you played, you know, baseball and you like looked at your favorite baseball player and that was an inspiration. Like you knew you weren't going to be that person, but it gave you like, hope um, and ideas and inspiration right. yeah yeah and to create this new identity and so i just invite people after listening to this when you are creating and stepping into something different remember that you don't always have to own that identity at first that it can be something you play around with it can be playful and pleasurable until mm -hmm. you align yourself with the discipline to say okay this is where i'm going to step in and that's where that yeah. flow and that playfulness and all of the and then you get to flow into discipline if you'd like and yeah. I think that using all of the energies is really what is going to take you from being wherever you are now to wherever it is that you want to go and looking at all areas of your life, not just one or two, like all of the things and 100%. seeing, you know, what is my best life for all of these? 100%. I love that. It's funny because I was, you must've been picking up on what I, my, my question, how I wanted to end this was like, what would you give if you were to give people who are wherever they are in their life and listening to this piece of advice, what would you give? And I think that that's incredible advice. And the last thing I would say just as a, as a tip for people as well is follow your gut feeling. If it mm -hmm. doesn't make you feel alive and you are feeling low, lethargic, depressed, confused, contracted, like where would you or what would you shift in order to follow or feel the aliveness and the inspiration again? And I remember, I mean, years ago, I would look at people on Instagram and see that they were living in Bali and had these amazing lives and entrepreneurs and living around the world. And I remember I used to be like, wow, that'd be so cool if I could do that. Like, I would love to have that lifestyle. And what do you know? You know, so definitely I love the idea of, of finding something, someone, something that inspires you and then getting that inspiration, following that gut feeling and allowing that to guide you. Yeah, exactly. And the gut like is on our solar plexus, which is identity. So yeah, like you get a gut feeling of the way that you are meant to be that is your path. Yeah. And it's because that is your identity. And then connecting to your third eye is our solar plexus. So you get to see your future in that identity. Yeah. And like, remember like all of this energetics and it's physical and all of these, how silly it may be to pretend to be something else or to pretend to be an animal. I know we both mm -hmm. have like done workshops or held workshops where we told people to be an animal or whatever it may be. Know that they are awakening something in you and they're, yeah. if it feels good, then go towards the feel good. And 100%. you know, know that that path may be far different than what you imagined. And I think we can both say like, when you dream of something, you dream of, you don't necessarily see how easy it actually is to get there um, yeah. because you just create so many obstacles. And I'm sure you had the same experience with traveling to Bali. You realize once you made the decision, 
it was pretty actually easy to live that lifestyle. Like it was not that difficult. And, you know, I have the same with moving back to the States of like, Oh, it's going to be really hard when you realize actually it's not, it's just Mm -hmm. all the obstacles you place in front. So just be aware that you're going to do that too. And that's where coaching comes in. (laughs) Boom. So good. So good. Well, Sarah, where can people find you? So people are wanting to learn more about what you're doing. I know you have a, a, the healer's couch, which is your own podcast that you're going to be creating. Where can people find you? How do they connect with you? And what are all your details for the beautiful fans here? Yeah. The healer's couch. That is an awesome place to find me. I'm going to be really active there coming at the beginning of February. So whenever this podcast comes out, but that's just the healer's couch on Instagram. And then you can also find me on Instagram with the Sarah prophet. Um, and I am always on my stories almost every day, just like being really random and you get to see pretty, um, personal details in my stories. And then of course, like everything else are, you know, timelines are always cultivated to what we really want to share. Um, and so I love using Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, sarahprofit.com as far as my website. So you can find me everywhere and all of the things. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave your details below as well. So she can send those over to me. And for all of those who are wanting to tune into the show notes, you'll be able to get those. And Sarah, I just want to say thank you so much for being a dear sister and incredible human. And, um, yeah, being able to riff on, on similar journeys and share our journeys with the world. I find you as a inspiring soul sister who's doing amazing things. And yeah, it's just beautiful to be able to walk with you on this journey and, and share inspiring conversations that can hopefully help others up level their life as well. Yes. Thank you so much. Same, 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 same. Thanks for always holding space and just being an incredible, energetic being, not even a human. It's like far past that. (laughs) Uh All right, you guys. Well, we'll see you next episode. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out Sarah and all of the goodness she brings to the world. Of course, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Be sure to subscribe and let us know how you like the show with a comment and a review. Thank you so much. Ciao. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.